What's up, Real Buzzers? Before we start today's show, please go on Facebook and follow us at Real Buzz Takes. Then head to Instagram, follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Then head to Twitter and follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Um, also, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review. It really does help the podcast out a lot. Also, feel free to send us an email at any time at realbuzztakes at gmail.com. And if you go to anchor.fm backslash realbuzztakes, you can also leave us a voice message, which we will certainly play live in a future episode. All right, let's start the show. Coming up on the pod, we talk Simone Biles, Mike Lindell, NBA blockbuster trades, and the movie we are reviewing today, Simon Says. Yeah, let's fucking rage! If you want a movie review, look no further than these dudes. You got real buzz Rob on the mic, you got Cannabis Keenan, he's alright. Caitlin is giving all she can give, and Calvin doesn't even know where he is. This is Real Buzz Takes with the Real Buzz Crew. Welcome to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. Today we are the Real Buzz 2. I'm Real Buzz Rob. I can't tie my shoes, but I can fuck your bitch. <laughs> That fucking got me. I don't know why that got me. It's a good so one. Bad, but that got me. What's that from? I don't know. That's good. random one I found. I really liked. That's fucking good. <laughs> and to my left, we have Keenan, aka Keenan the Cannibal, aka Cannabis Keenan, aka Keenan the Barbarian, Keenan Robertson. And ladies, he is single. So if you're not scurvy and your twat smells like roses, give me a holla. Give him a holla. Oh well, yeah. Uh, it's a ringing endorsement of a, a nice woman that can give you a holler. Buonazawa, Romania. Yeah, yeah. I always love it when she doesn't have scurvy and her twat smells like roses. You know, you're skir- you're single too. Why don't you play that for yourself? Oh well, I could have. I kind of like the. I, you know, I can tie my. I can't tie my shoes, but I can fuck your bitch because it makes you sound cool. Well, you sound cool too. You just want a bitch that doesn't have scurvy and her twat smells like roses. I hey, feel like man. that's completely reasonable. All I'm looking for a chick is with low self esteem and a willingness to experiment. I think I, I think that that <laughs> drop that, got that, that message that across. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, right? kind of the same thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, <clears throat> how was your week, Keenan? It was a good week. I went down to Arkansas uh, last weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why I have to say that. Like it's a question. I just Ron Burgundy that there. Yeah. I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy. I was gonna do a float trip. Turns out the river was a little too shallow to be floated, but we just you know hung out. It was a nice relaxing weekend. Still went and swam in the waters a little bit. So uh, you know. Just been uh, same old, same old. It was better my weekend. I didn't do shit. Didn't do shit at all? Not shit. Not shit at all. Well, we watched this movie at some point. Yes, we did do this. That uh, that was probably the low light of my week was spending. I, you know, actually, yeah. it wasn't that bad. It was only an hour and 25 minutes, so thank God for that. See, and you'll thank me because it was between this and a different movie, and the other movie was... Probably not as bad, but it was also like two hours and 20 minutes. I'm like, all right, we'll just let's get this over with. Yeah, we can do that other movie sometime. But this this was a good one. We're doing a weeknight recording. It's always good to have yeah. a little, uh, you know, we, quick, quick hitter. And even if the movie's good, like I'll be honest, I don't enjoy a two hour and 20 minute movie rarely ever. Yeah. Well, that very like here's the thing. So here's another thing I did this week. I watched I had a fucked up Sunday night or something. I Yeah, I think it was Sunday when I got back from Arkansas. I got on Hulu. Uh huh. 
It was looking around the movies because I haven't I never check Hulu for movies. I don't, I don't know why. Usually because they suck. Yeah. But this time they had the girl with the dragon tattoo. Which one? The Swedish version? No, the Daniel Craig one. Oh, which the, I think I saw with you in theaters. You back did. In the that, day. That's the one where uh, Rooney Mara shows her bush. She shows her bush. She gets brutally raped in it, too. Like that scene yeah. is I forgot kind of about fucked that, up that scene. the bush came to my mind before that scene, because that seems pretty hard to forget. Well, the bush comes after it. But yeah, but she gets her revenge. But I've been wanting to see that movie for years, but it's kind of a heavy movie, you know? Yeah, Stellan Skarsgård, dude. He just turns out to be a yeah. fucking crazy guy. So I watched that and then followed that up with Gone Girl. Jesus. Yeah, so I had kind of a, a fucked up night uh, Sunday night. But those those movies are both two hours and 20 minutes or two and a half hours long-ish. Yeah, and I both thought both good. of those, I, by the time they were over, I was like, damn, that went by fast. That, those are the exception because those are really, really good movies, both of yeah, them. Yeah, we can't do those movies on this podcast. No, 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 no. Of course not. I thought Far Gone too well-made and intellectually above this podcast. Yeah, and I had seen them both before, but initially with Gone Girl, I thought it was going to be a chick flick type film. No, not at all. Not at all. So saw it with my ex-wife. She loved the book, and I was like, this is going to suck, but you know, I'll take one for the team. And I was like, I still pretended like I took one for the team, So, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, don't give her the satisfaction. No. Next time she's gonna be taking to see Lady on the Train or whatever. The yeah, fuck. dude, no, I, that's I'm gonna definitely use that, put that in my back pocket, and bring it. Hey, we saw Gone Girl. Now we're gonna go see um, Top Gun Two. It didn't come out to November. Yeah. Anyways, anyway, anyway, yep. let's get to the news. The news. God damn it. <laughs> And here we come around the corner now with the news. And funky business in this race, but you're far behind. Oh my God, it's Magic Louie. Magic Louie's behind funky radio. I don't know. I was trying to. <laughs> We've got new mic stands, so we're yeah. like a couple. New mics. Uh, yeah, we're a couple of horse racing announcers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess that, that, that bit's not going to play for people who are just listening and don't see this clip. So that's probably not good podcasting. No, we got good. We got good impressions of it, though, you know. Yeah, uh, Rusty Seed coming around the corner. Yeah, you, that, yeah, your names are better. I think mine was like Special Louie, and the other one was fucking, I don't know, it was bad. Rusty Steed. Uh, <laughs> Rusty Steed, that's great. <laughs> Bucket to come. Oh, Rusty Steed, that's a great porn name. Rusty Steed. What are you doing, step bro? Oh. Yeah, so Rusty Steed is what's... Rusty Steed. That's a great porn name. You got the need for Rusty Steed. All right, uh, first story, Simone Biles withdraws from Olympics to focus on her mental health, although it should be noted the story's update. She did come back and compete in the most recent... Uh, event and she got bronze so good for her happy for yeah good for her after consulting with her physician she decided to that she is more than her olympic accomplishments and wants to focus on her mental health and well-being this was a big story uh i get why it was a big story because simone biles is the most prolific olympic gymnast the u.s has had since uh that lady that sprung her ankle i can't remember is back in like 96 Oh, fuck, yeah. What is her name? Carrie something? Yeah, she was a goddamn inspiration. She was. She fucking sprung her ankle and then got up and still won the fucking gold. That's great, man. Yeah, but I did see with Simone Biles. Okay, let me say right off the top. I I really don't give a shit. No, I have no issue with this. Yeah, I'm fine with her withdrawing. I think that... Do, do people really give a fuck about the Olympics that much? We no. all like to act like we do, but no. when it comes down to it, do you really give a shit? Are you really calling your fucking cousin in China and being like, we got more medals than you, bro? No, yeah. no, you're not. And, you know, it, 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 mental health is an important thing for high-profile people, especially like Simone Biles. And if she's she's won Michael Jordan-esque amount of medals in the Olympics, yeah. fuck it, dude. Let it, she's done. She's like, got more gold than Michael Jordan. Yeah, you can't go out and be like, we should quit her on her team. Fuck off. She gave well, someone else an opportunity. It was... 
it came out that she had the twisties or whatever. Yeah, and well, I, I didn't know what that was. I know, yeah, I know nothing about gymnastics, but apparently when other gymnasts heard that that's what she had, they were like, oh, yeah, well, she can't fucking compete with the twisties. Like, See, that's a thing. The twisties is a whole different thing in my world. Yeah, yeah, mine too. That's a move of mine, the twisties. Oh, I was thinking like twisted ankles. Oh, I was thinking, me too. Uh, <laughs> Rob McTwist. Uh, but yeah, so I don't, I mean, I don't really give a shit. No, I don't. And speaking personally of someone who's, in, and again, it was thyroid-induced stuff, but speaking of someone who's dealt with mental health issues in the past, I do understand that it's far more important to take care of your own mental health than give a fuck about what some fucking asshole sitting on his fat-ass fucking TV that's who's the, never jumped in his life to be like, she thing. quit. Yeah, she quit on her TV. Fuck, fuck off. No, I, yeah, I have sympathy for her in the case that, like, I obviously mental health, she should take care of that. That yes. should be the number one focus. 100%. And I feel bad that she's got the amount of shit that she's gotten from people, like, God damn, man. No, again, this is this is this is the internet, man. It doesn't matter anything. The greatest thing in the world could happen and someone's gonna bitch about it and put a spin on it to make it negative. It's just gonna happen. Yeah. And I guarantee you all the people that were getting on social media giving her shit when it was October of twenty eighteen, they weren't thinking about fucking Simone Biles and the fuck. Olympics. They didn't give a shit. Uh, another B part to this story is Michael Che was came under some fire for a joke he told regarding Biles' departures, which I'm gonna tell you already is objectively funny. Uh, the said joke was, uh, "Who said black don't crack?" <laughs> whenever it's Michael, funny. Whenever Michael Shea writes, when they do the joke swaps on Daily Update or Weekend Update, it's the best. That when when Shea's writing the jokes for yeah, Joe's, for Joe's, the best. It's the funniest shit because he makes Joe say the most horrific, horrible shit. And the things that Joe writes for Shea, just I mean, he tries to get him back, but it's not but, even close. Yeah, because Shea can play the race card, and, it, and, and he does it so well. Yeah. He does it so well. And then his reactions, God damn, Colin. Jesus, Colin. Pretty racist. How are you saying some stuff like that on TV? <laughs> yeah, shout out to Michael J. I love and you. And Colin Jost. Both of great. Uh, probably, I, they're probably my favorite duo for the uh, Weekend Update that I've seen in my, my life. I really liked t uh, Seth and Tina. Yeah. I liked those two a lot. I, I think my like Che and Jost have developed this rapport that 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 not that necessarily Seth and Tina didn't have, but they they I, they're actually friends. You can right. tell like they're very close and they're good friends and they hang out and do shit outside of SNL. Worst one, Colin Quinn. Undoubtedly, not God, even close. In the not 90s, even close. I used to leave the room during Weekend Update. And, I never thought it was funny. And Colin Quinn's actually a funny dude, and he's really intelligent, and he has a really good special out about the history of America that has a comedic spin to it on Netflix. It's really good. It's really interesting. But he just wasn't my cup of tea for Weekend Update. Okay. Well, while we're here talking about, he's like a second-rate Dennis Miller. Yeah, yeah. Just dry and kind of he's he's gonna be a dick a little bit. And Dennis it. Miller did it so much better. Yeah. Um. Well, Dylan, Dennis Miller actually had some fucking emotion to him a, a little bit. Get the sky laminate in perpetuity. I'm ringing this chamois as long as I can. <laughs> That's good, Dennis Miller. Uh, real quick, I got a news story. Uh, Colin Jost made me think about it because he's banging old Scar Joe. Go on. Uh, are they married? They I are should, married. I should say it more respectfully. They are banging, too. I'm sure they're banging. Hopefully yeah, they are. Let's That's hope so. Marriage, like, yeah, know? absolutely. Uh, so she got into some shit with Disney. Uh, Saw that sued disney after over streaming rights i believe over, well apparently what happened was she was told she was going to get a cut of the box office gross yep. for black widow and then asked to have like a two three week period where it would only be in the theaters even before it could come to streaming i think she only got one week i don't think she got shit and disney had told her yeah we'll do that for you and then they were like nope fuck you and so but 
Now, Disney came back at her, from what I heard, and was like, oh, isn't this just like the typical movie star? Disney's trying to help out people. Fuck COVID. you, Disney. Like, whatever, Disney. You're charging people $30 on your service. You listen here, Scarlet. Oh, boy. Yeah. You're going to take this money we give you. Oh, boy. I, I saw something where it cost her like maybe 50 mil, something like that. She got. She still got paid twenty million dollars. No, so, you know, she's still rich. It's. Yeah. I'm not. You know, it's not a huge deal. But that being, that's a lot of money. Yeah, you get a contract saying that you're, you know, going to make uh, X amount of the box office, and then they're like, "Well, you know what? Fuck you and fuck the box office." And once you let one major corporation that is a huge conglomerate bend you over the table and rape you for a contract, it's open season, baby. That's right. And ScarJo ain't no bitch. Nope. She's not in the fucking Marvel universe anyway. They killed her in the last one. Yeah, this one was technically a prequel. They they say they've retired right. her character, but they could always bring it back. I don't know. RDJ is not coming back. Um. Okay, we'll see. Yeah, I guess we'll see. L- let's wait till he has a couple of bad roles and it's like I need to be relevant again. <laughs> you, oh, have, oh, oh, I turned into Mickey Mouse. Did you see Doctor Doolittle? No, I didn't. Yeah, not so good. Was that? But that was that wasn't post. Was that post? Uh, first, Iron- first feature post Iron Man. Ooh, not woof. good. That not sucks. Doctor, do me a little. <laughs> What are you doing, step bro? That's the official drop for any time there's a good porn name. Okay. Moving on. This is an interesting story that I find fascinating. Mike Lindell pulls all ad revenue from Fox. Uh, after the network of Fox refused to run ads regarding his digital symposium, Lindell pulled all of his ads from Fox. And uh, Fox likely did this because they don't want to be sued for a billion dollars by Dominion voters uh, voting uh, voting systems. Because they already sued... Uh, well, Mike Lindell and Rudy Giuliani for over a billion dollars each because of defamation or they said false things about their voting systems that were provably false. And so Fox is like, yeah, man, we can't run this. We're going to get fucking bent over the ass by, you know, a, a fucking lawsuit. And he's like, well, I'm I can't do a Mike Lindell. I'm not going to try. Well, you should tell everyone who Mike Lindell is. The MyPillow guy. Yeah. Sorry. We've talked about him before. Yeah. On the he's the MyPillow guy. He's, he's super a little, Christian, very religious. A little nutty. He seems to be a little out there. He's definitely passionate about... Um, is uh, it, passionate about being conservative. He's passionate about being a Christian. Hey, I'm Mike Lindell. I used to fucking blow dudes for coke, and now I make my pillow because I found God. Yeah, and Republicanism. And just you know, I, I, and this is not me a personal dig against Lindell. I've used one of those my pillows. They're not very good. See, I, I did use a my pillow. I still have one on my bed, and I liked it a lot for a while. But now it's starting to give me kinks in my neck. So now it's more of like a. My leg pillow. Well, maybe maybe you know. I had a bad one, too. And if you've been using yours for an extended period of time, it might just be time for a new one. Yeah. Well, and it comes in weights, like based on your weight. So okay. you got to make sure you match it up. with like a, like a T-shirt? Yeah, I guess so. Not like large, medium, small. Well, maybe. I don't know. I, I know that my parents each got one and my mom hated hers. So she gave me hers. What if your head is disproportionately heavier than the rest of your body? I don't know, man. Then you're fucked. Yeah. Got a big old brain walking around there. Didn't he try to start a social media network or he's, some shit? He's too? still he's still doing it. It's called Frank. Oh, because they he, just want to be Frank. Exactly. Yeah. So he and he's been advertising Frank quite a little bit too, but it, I don't think it's taken off yet. I think he's still trying. Frank, no relation to Anne. <laughs> God damn it! Too soon? <laughs> no, I mean no, no. I think it's all good. We can make Holocaust jokes. I'm, I'm not making a Holocaust joke. That's you know it's Holocaust adjacent. It's an Anne Frank joke. Who died in? It's more of a social media joke. On Mike Lindell. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my only thought about this with Mike Lindell is he you the thing is he you know he has to believe what he's saying even though what he's saying isn't true. But I kind of feel bad for the guy because he has to believe what he's saying because he's literally costing himself money and running his business into the ground 
by saying all this stuff, not only by getting sued, but he's not going to get he's not going to get his ads on the number one station that buys his shit. And it's just like what you're literally sacrificing your own company for this crusade that you have, which I got to believe he actually believes in. I, I, I don't think it's some it's not like Trump's his crusade. I, I guess I missed that. This. Oh, the whole voter fraud thing. You haven't heard about it. Well, I've heard about that, but I didn't realize that he was. I didn't. I didn't realize he was big. He's literally been traveling around the country, holding, um, I don't know, seminars, talking about how he has voter fraud and how he has proof. He just hasn't ever shown it, and he still hasn't. He's saying he will, but he hasn't. He thinks Donald Trump is going to be reinstated as president in August, which isn't going to happen. But in August, yeah, like Like this month, like this month. Oh, and he's been saying it for like. Well, first he said it was March. He's like, no, 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 it's going to be August. So he might push the date again. I don't know, but it just I. I feel bad for the guy because this is costing him money. I don't think he's a bad person. I think he's just misguided. Yeah, caught up in the... I think he's caught up in a lot of stuff. He's a true believer. Yeah, I think he the is. Thing. I, he's, you feel bad for him because you think he's a true believer in the Trumpism and all that stuff instead of just being someone that's like, all right, fuck it, I'll go with it for personal gain. Yeah, I don't think he's a grifter like Trump is in that Trump is taking re-election campaign money right now from people to pay for stuff that he's currently doing because i don't think he's going to run again i mean the whole thing is he's been this grift like like exactly like trump university you know you just keep telling you keep taking people's money you don't give them anything and then you tell them to go fuck themselves when they're pissed off about it you know so i I don't think he's like that i don't even think people will be pissed if he doesn't run again they gave him money i think that's the fucked up part yeah well you know i've got my daughter beautiful daughter ivanka she's going to be running I give her the money. She perhaps, gives me the money. She gives me the massage. Perhaps massages. if she wasn't my daughter, I might uh, let her sit on my face. Oh, he, I don't even know if he's if he has that stipulation. <laughs> They've got some real risque pictures of the two seemed, of them out there. It does seem like there's a gray area. I'm not trying to say Trump's fucking his daughter, but I'm just saying I'm not saying it. I'm just either. saying it's. He said in public he's made intimations that it, he, yeah he'd think about it. Yeah. Oh, he's thought about it. I think he's thought about it. Have you seen real quick while we we're talking about Trump children? Please. We were talking about Barron months ago. Have you seen him recently? Dude, he's enormous. He's fucking tall as he's shit. Six, he, no, he's literally 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, yeah. He's huge. He's going to go for the NBA, but everyone's going to be like, fuck you, Baron Trump. Well, <laughs> Hit that, him in the balls. I hope I hope that cat, that kid doesn't get fucked over because none of this is his fault at all whatsoever. Yeah. I don't I don't feel fucking bad for Eric or Don Jr. or Ivanka. They they are complicit and they, you know, participated. Baron was just a fucking kid. Yeah, but you don't know that. Maybe Baron's a real piece of shit kid. <laughs> Maybe. You ever watch that show Homeland? Uh, no, I, I haven't gotten into it. Okay, well, have you ever watched any TV show where there's like a teenage kid in it? Yeah. Nine times out of ten, I, 99 times out of 100, that kid fucking sucks, you know? Yeah. That's probably how Baron Trump is. Well, but that's that's like, um, that's a specific form of media like exuding certain tropes about teenagers. Like, that's fair. It's supposed to be exaggerated. It's supposed to be a teenager trope. I feel like trope. usually it's the actor that sucks. I just hate teenagers. Or that actor's just really good at acting. Maybe. Maybe. I'm, I won't give them that. Or maybe they're, they're just being themselves. I will say uh, there's an exception to every rule. Rule. <laughs> I watched The Nice Guys last night, and that little great daughter movie. doesn't annoy She's me the that best. much. Yeah. She's the best. That, that's a great, it's one of my favorite movies. It's one of the most underrated movies ever. We've talked about doing it on the pod, and we said we didn't think it's we could. It's too good. I think we could do it. I, w- I would be open to trying it for sure. Yeah. They were, I was so upset they were going to make a sequel to that, and then they kiboshed it. Because I think it didn't make enough money. Man, like was, you said, no one knows about it. It but was it's such so a good movie. Good. The Goss is so great in it. Russell oh, Crowe's great in it. They're bu- they have great chemistry. Yeah. Goss plays this great laid-back drunk that just kind of everything works out for him. Yeah, I'm, yeah fuck. I think I'm invincible. It's the only thing that makes sense. It's the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. I wish we were doing that movie. 
NBA blockbuster trade. And there's been actually an update to this story, too. So Russell Wilson has been traded to the Los Angeles Lakers for uh, the to the um, uh, Washington Wizards. The Washington Wizards received Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, Contavious Caldwell Pope, and the Lakers' 22nd overall pick in this particular draft. And then also the Lakers today signed Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard. And Dwight's back. To, for a third stint. Yeah. Watch out! Yeah, so they're they basically and mellow, huh? Yeah, no, they, they basically signed you know the 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 whoever's in, about to go into the nursing home in the NBA. Yeah. Like they're going to be fielding fucking the old people. Well, Mello doesn't have a championship, right? No, and he's so thirty. He's, he's like, thirty-seven. Let me come with LeBron. Well, he's been trying to do that the last five years. Yeah, it's not going to work. I don't no, think for the Lakers. Of course in this not. Case either. First of all, Russell Westbrook. It was the best option they had. I get why they did it. I don't think it was. It was the best thing they could have done. But the spacing is fucked for them now. They don't have any shooting. And in, in order to succeed in the, today's NBA, you have to be able to shoot the three. They have no one who can do it. Russell Westbrook included. Uh, they don't have... I, they're fucked. They, they, they're going to... They're fucked. They're fucked. It's not going to work. Well, and that's coming from me being a Laker fan. Yeah. Um, so there's your Lakers news. Well, it's supposed to be NBA, but it was a little Laker. David Caruso, he went to the Bulls. Yeah, so did... Alex Caruso is what you mean. <laughs> Who's David Caruso? That's David Caruso is the guy who is fucking on it's CSI. CSI. Yeah, CSI yeah. Miami. Wow! <laughs> that one, yeah. <laughs> okay, the redheaded guy. It, uh, do, do your glasses go, looks like he'll be. Talk about a dick sickle. Yeah, exactly. I watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall within the last couple of weeks, too. I've been watching movies, man. All right. Unfortunately, Simon Says was one of them. Yes. At least it was a short one of them. That's All right. true. Now, that so, actually wasn't that bad. You know, that I've, was great, You know, I've been paying more attention to the TikTok. So I picked out. Oh, I, I found another uh, user that I that really resonated with me. I really enjoyed her TikToks, and I think you will too. Welcome in to Rob's TikTok Corner. So I really appreciate this girl for a couple of reasons. One, you know, she's really going for the whole woke thing, which I can I really like. I'm really a big fan of that. Are you just attracted to this girl, and, whoever this is? Uh, no, 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 no. So uh, she's very <laughs> she's very woke. She's uh, she's very open, and I think she this message will resonate with a lot of people. Start with this one. To any person, school, government, company, or anyone for that matter who thinks you should be less white, let me be the first white person to say, fuck you. That's a pretty good message. Yeah. She's proud. White and proud. White and proud. Okay. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, she seems pretty enlightened. I can't tell where this is going. Uh, no, she's got one more here that's pretty good. I've been getting a lot of comments asking me if I think black lives matter. What a stupid fucking question. I think every life matters. That's nice. From conception until death. Every life has purpose. How would you know somebody's circumstances based off the color of their skin? God, she's so right. I bet she's really down with critical race theory. Yeah. She's the best. So if you want to follow this this girl, she's got she posts all the fucking time. It's incessant. Uh, her handle is Jessica Bull 22 And Keenan, if you want to describe to the viewers what she looks like. Um, she kind of looks like uh, if there was a female Chucky doll. Yeah, no, no, that's pretty. That's pretty. Uh, pretty accurate. She's got some pretty. I guess Chucky's got long hair, so she just kind of looks like a Chucky no, doll. Yeah, you're right. It's like the female version of a Chucky doll. If, she, she has yeah. the really bright. It's what is that eyeshadow? It's, it's, it's like it's bright pink eyeshadow. Doll. Yeah, Jess, Chelsea doll. I like yeah. that. And uh, you know, God love her. She's she's got she's passionate about uh, her message and more power to her. Have you stumbled across the TikTok? It's a it's a Southern accent. I see it on uh, Instagram. It's not a political one, but it pisses me off every time I see it. 
It's uh, some chick that works at like a gas station and she's like, hey, how you doing? And she's always got some stupid fucking customers that like do some crazy shit. But it's like, this is clearly so staged. Like, yeah, those, I don't like the stage. The stage ones piss me off. Yeah. It's got to be authentic or it's it's fucking stupid. And, piss, and then it makes me wonder, like, does she stop people as they come into the gas station? Yeah. Like, hey, y'all, I'm going to film this TikTok. Can you come in and say, fuck me? She goes, hey, look how many followers I had. You want to be finding me some TikTok? Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I, I, I just don't get TikTok. It's not for me. Oh, I love it. It's fantastic. It's not for me. Oh, it's the best people are on TikTok. <laughs> the best. If I, I that's the difference between you and I though, is that you you like getting fired up by internet stuff. Oh, this is the best. I choose to not get fired up by internet stuff, and I think it makes me happier. Oh no, I hundred percent know it makes <laughs> me sadder. But you get pleasure in it. But I still love it. You get some type of, like, type of sick I, pleasure. Like, in all seriousness, like watching that girl's TikTok, I'm like, oh, fuck me. This is awful. But then also I'm like, it's also fucking great. It's so funny. Let me ask you this. Because you there's people like, because her, her the, the reason why she is funny is because she's so fucking genuine. And it's so insane to me how just genuine, she's, at least she's not hiding, you know? Yeah. I, I, I completely disagree with her entire sentiment and just overall everything about her. But I love the fact that she's so genuinely authentic and doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm here for that. Yeah. Let me ask you, do you have any updates on the your uh, Power Mizzou beef? Oh, do I? Oh, do you? Oh, oh you do. Oh, oh, yeah, man. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's... Uh, I'm here for that. Oh, it's great. I'll, I'll, I'll send you some screenshots later. Okay. It's good. Uh, I've he got, doesn't like our Bill Cosby impressions. No, he says it's racist. Oh, why? It, it's not. He's just... He's mad because he's racist and I've called him out on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's like, your Bill Cosby impression's racist. I'm like, what? I'm, I'm doing... It's like he thinks I'm doing black voice because I'm doing Bill Cosby voice. I think Bill Cosby voice is its own thing. I don't think people recognize it's black voice. It's Bill Cosby voice. It's Bill Cosby voice. What a pudding! That's not Bill Cosby voice. <laughs> That's my Bill Cosby impression, though. It's, I like it. Yeah. I genuinely enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, can I channel... Oh, the pudding pops. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, he, well, no, he's very, very uh, critical of my Bill Cosby impression. Yeah. He he uh, outs me out saying he literally has linked our podcast. I'm like, go watch it. I'm like, all right, if you want to. Yeah, like, drive up. I don't drive care, up, man. It's just more ad dollars for us. That's what I'm here for. Uh, but uh, it's time for a Simon Says. It's very bad. All right. <laughs> And now the movie we are reviewing today, Simon Says, says spelled S-E-Z. S-E-Z, so you know it's going to be good. Release date, 9-26-1999. I want to stop you right there. Sure. Because I texted you about this uh -huh. at first. Um, when you told me we were doing Simon Says, the classic Dennis Rodman movie. Yes. I hadn't, I didn't really remember it. Then I looked up the poster and I was like, oh, I remember seeing this in a blockbuster or some uh -huh. shit. Uh, but then you said Dane Cook was in it. Yeah. And I was trying to be like... Fuck, okay, so Dane Cook, he really didn't get big until the 2000s. No, he was a no-name. And then Dennis Rodman kind of fell into obscurity by the end of the 90s. He can't. He he always stayed around a little bit, but... And Dane Cook blew up about two, two or three years after, like yeah. 03, 04, maybe four years after this. So I was just trying to think, I was like, when, when would they cross over to both still be relevant? And I guess it was because Dane Cook wasn't relevant yet. Nope. And Dennis Rodman, because by this time, the Bulls... Watch Last Dance. Ninety seven was their last time together. Yeah, so he so was he's fallen a little into, fresh off the yeah, ninety seven. He's probably not winning championships title. anymore though. Still in the, in the NBA. No, I played sure, for the, played for the Lakers at the time. Okay, but anyway, oh, that's probably why because he was in Hollywood. Yep. But anyway, so nineteen ninety nine was that magical year that gave us Willennium, 
the CD, you know, you remember that? Of course. Everyone freaking out about Y2K, and I didn't even know that it gave us Simon Says. Yeah, Simon Says. So, and Dane Cook doing, uh, trying to be Jim Carrey, but no, we'll get into yeah, that. It was a mix between Jim Carrey and he was trying to incorporate his stand-up that he was, like, currently, like, working on. Yeah, into workshopping. The exactly. exactly. I'll go all Jurassic on you. Yeah, I wanted to fucking punch myself <laughs> in the face during that. It was so awkward. Very awkward. It didn't help that her- And it went on way too long. And, yeah, her reactions to it were bad, and it went on for 35 seconds when it should, probably should have gone on for seven. But then I did appreciate it. it would cut to Dennis Rodman, and he'd just be laughing. I was like, I would be doing that if I was on set, too. Like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah, anyway, we'll Dennis Rodman's like, I don't fucking get this. Oh, uh, director, Andres Bartkowiak. Wait. Uh, Andresage Bartkowiak. Have we done one of his? That does sound familiar, but no, it's a different. It's uh, the guy from Exit Wounds was an Andres. Or he something. was, yeah. yeah. So back to back weeks with uh, Andresage, but this is Bart Kowiak. I'm probably not saying that right. I apologize. Sorry, but it's Andre. probably pretty close. But so the reason why I know it's not the same one because this was his first feature, and then after this, he hadn't, didn't do anything. He's on one TV movie called Jane Doe. Jane Doe. Huh? Yeah, yeah. That's, All right. I haven't seen it. Followed up by the Demi Moore movie uh, GI Jane Doe. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Cats. Cast away. Dennis Rodman as Simon. No last name. Allegedly, it says. I would say it says. Let's say it says. I says it says. Because then it makes sense for the misspelling. Otherwise, the misspelling is completely arbitrary and there's no reason for oh, it. Oh, I kind of don't like that, though. No, I hate that. Absolutely hate that. the name is Simon Says. Oh, I, I hate that. I like that better than just spelling says S-E-Z to be, I don't know, quirky. See, I, I prefer, I just chalked that up to be in the 90s. If his name is Simon Says, I changed that after I got out of the CIA and joined Interpol. That's my Dennis Rodman acting impression. I mean, it wasn't uh, bad. The cadence was pretty much spot on. And then Dane Cook as Nick Miranda. Honorable mention to John Pignette, rest in peace, as Micro, who is, I'm sorry to say, uncomfortably fat in this film. Uncomfortably fat. I mean, I'm not a fat shamer. I, I, and I'm sorry to say that, too. But th it's too big of a detail to ignore. I, I mean, there's funny fat, and then there's I'm genuinely concerned you're going to die on set fat. I looked him up, and he's dead. Yeah, I know. That's why I said well, rest you in said peace. Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He died. So in, is Macro, though, too. But he, he didn't die for like 15 years. He died in like 14. So he had 15 years after this. That being said, he was only 50. And it was a PE, which is probably because he wasn't eating healthy and stuff like that. Well, yeah, you can only be that big for that long before, I mean... Start getting those blood clots. Yeah, man, it's just... It, ah, I, you know, I've had PE, so I can say that. Explain to people what that is. It's a pulmonary embolism, and at any... It's like a blood clot that it starts in your legs, is how they explain it to me, and yep. then it can work up to your lungs. If it gets to your brain, it's just shutting everything down. Yeah, but you didn't get it because you were overweight. You got it because you were going... You were changing altitude so often. That's what they tell me. I still don't buy that, but... You know, pretty much every doctor is like, yeah, that's probably what it was. But I was okay. like, I'm still not believing that shit. <laughs> the doctor tells you what happened. I don't think so. Also, I haven't had any issues since I moved back here from Colorado, but I'm still not believing that bullshit. You were traveling so much from Colorado to here. It's not like I was going all the time, though. I wasn't trafficking drugs or anything. I was coming back like once a month, once every other month. The that's thing a is, lot. Thing is, is I had car, a car with great gas mileage and I have exceptional bladder control. So in that nine-hour drive, I would only stop like once for gas. And they were like, you need to be stopping like every couple hours to walk around and shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why you got a PE. Yeah, that's, yeah. Well, anyway, that's what doctors say. All right, so over under, it's an early trivia question. Over under 475, how much do you think uh, Pinette weighed in this film? Oh. Or Pinette? This makes me feel dirty guessing. No, uh, no, no. It, it, I'm going to guess he's under. He's dead. 
Uh, yeah, four fifty. Okay. He was, I mean, if if over four seventy five, he, he was a double deuce and a half. Yeah, man. But he was good in it. I mean, he actually, after he I was, got over, he was funny. I hated both of those characters at the beginning and throughout. Oh, when they're dancing, of yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're making him dance, but by the end of it, he was making me laugh. I'm not saying they were good. I'm saying relative to everyone else in their film, in yeah. this film, it was okay. By the time you've already spent 45 minutes in this movie, you're like, all right, fuck it. I'm down for whatever. I guess. Yeah. All right, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. <laughs> like, How dare you, Rodman? Rodman. Before this, known for guest spots on Baywatch, Eddie, or no, guest spot on Baywatch, and then the movie Eddie, which is that movie where um, Whoop- Whoopi Goldberg, Whoopi Goldberg, as she plays the first female coach of the New York Knicks, he was in a movie called Double Team, and he was in a show called Soldier of Fortune Inc., and then he was also in WCW Monday Night Nitro, which I think is right in his wheelhouse. Oh yeah, that's perfect for him. Yeah, well, he left. Uh, if you watch Last Dance, he left the bulls for a little bit to go do monday night nitro and the thing is i if if i'm phil and that's phil jackson I'm like yeah do it dude i mean you gotta let you gotta let you get he's a bird you gotta let him fly man shout out to that documentary and shout out to phil jackson and shout out to dennis rodman being like phil and then they know you know if i need to go on vacation i'm gonna take a vacation i'm gonna be fucking here i'm gonna be fucking there that's why phil's the great one of the greatest basketball coaches ever it's not that he was the best x's and o guy he was one of the best he was great he knew how to manage players yeah he knew how to manage a kobe bryant a michael jordan uh, a Shaq, only a for dennis so rodman a dennis rodman yeah. a scotty pippen yeah although scotty's on the outs with them right now well Scotty, Scotty, Scotty's kind of going a little crazy i gotta say with the last dance documentary that's when i was like fuck and scotty really that's, it made me realize a lot about Scottie Pippen. Anyway, well, we don't need to get into well, that. Well, Scottie was writing a book, and he's launching some kind of a tequila brand, and he was promoting both. And, and, and I don't know. I don't mean to be disingenuous to his allegations. He may have been serious, but he went on a, you know, uh, Dan, what's his face, is showing his Levitard? No, um, other one, the bigger one. Oh, Dan, I'm gonna feel you're gonna feel stupid. When oh, I Dan Patrick. Thank you, Dan Patrick. And he went on Dan. He's Patrick's. on NBC Sports now. Oh my bad. Okay. My bad. But he was on Dan Patrick's radio show, and he was like, "Yeah, Phil's a racist." It's like, oh shit. He said Phil Jackson's racist. Yeah. What? Well, uh, like the first year Michael Jordan was gone, there was a scenario at the end of the game where he wasn't taking the last shot, and Tony Kukoc was. And he was like, yeah, man, why would not be taking that shot? Michael's gone. It's my team now. And Phil gave it to Tony Kukoc. And it was like, Tony hit that shot a lot during the regular season. Well, there's a part in the last dance when Scotty was pissed off that they... Yeah. yeah. So he's saying it's because he thinks Phil was racist. And I don't know their personal situation. Everything I've seen that other players have said, I don't know, think that's true. But I I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think it's true, though. I don't know that you can be a coach in any professional sports league in existence and be a racist mm, uh you can i mean it, i mean i don't know you like can it, okay donald sterling owned the clippers for 35 years that's true okay but he was he's not the, a coach but he's not the coach when you're down there in the locker room and stuff like i tend to agree with if you you were a racist but it's not to impossible. Your court, you wouldn't want to like i don't know I don't know. There's different. You can be the CEO of Papa John's and be a racist. We found that out. But yeah. I just think like if you're being a coach, like I mean, but there's also different levels of racism, right? Yeah. I mean, it's there's like you can I okay. Let me put it this way: you can definitely have thoughts of microaggressions as a coach for sure. But I I'm, I don't want to get into that. I don't think Phil. I don't have any evidence to say Phil Jackson was. 
I think Scotty may have been trying to promote his tequila in his book, or maybe he really feels that way. And if he yeah, does, he then that I'm way. sorry. That's that's terrible. And, that and I don't know either person, so I shouldn't comment. Maybe Phil Jackson, you know, is super racist. Maybe Phil Jackson, like, you know, dropped the N-word in the locker room. Who knows? Uh, if that we, came out, that'd be all over everything. We, we don't know that. I, I just made that up. Uh, Dane Cook. Before this, uh, known for a film called Maybe This Time, Flypaper, and also, I forgot, Mystery Men. He was the waffler. Dude, we should do that movie on this podcast. We should. That's a. That's actually a pretty good candidate. You should. I'm gonna write this down. Yeah, write it down because I, I, I never Last remember. Week we fucked up. I never yeah. remember. I only listen to our episodes like once every three months, and then I binge them for a little bit. But once we get yeah. to ones that we've recorded recorded within the last couple of weeks that's when i fall off and i gotta let him build up a bit after this dane is known for stuck on you waiting which that's the first film i remember seeing him in prominently and then employee of the month mr brooks good luck chuck dan in real life he had a really good run there uh in the mid-aughts he i mean he was doing movies with steve carell kevin costner uh you know dak shepherd and jessica simpson in employee of the month he had a really good run there i really enjoy the movie mr brooks it's not bad. It's, I don't know what it, it's, it's not great. It's definitely a movie of the Bush years, but I really enjoy that. I movie. thought it was good. Like it's, it's a good popcorn flick. I'm not going to say, Hey, you want to get blown away? Watch Mr. No, not that, but I think I like the soundtrack the most and like the directing and the cinematography, the acting is not the best in it. Dane Cook's not great. It's in definitely it. not Costner's best performance either, either but um, it's, it's yeah. like the, it's like a really strange B pseudo version of the talented Mr. Ripley. I've never seen that movie, though. That that one's more of an artsy-fartsy kind of okay. serial killer film. Different. Kind of like, uh, what's that Christian Bale one? American Psycho? Yeah. Not quite as stylistic, weird. but in a way, yeah. Yeah. No, no, Mr. Brooks, nothing like that. No, no. Yeah. Uh, also known for Crank Yankers and then every single Pixar Planes movie ever. There's been like seven. He plays one of the characters in that. Okay. And Vicious Circle. Well, yeah, that's true. That and that was a good special. Let that, me put it out that's there. That's like his biggest special that I remember. He took a lot of flack for being a different kind of comedian where he didn't tell, you know, beat jokes. He kind of told stories that's and he what used my dad always said He used it. his physical like he used physical comedy and uh, you know, his voice in certain ways to be funny. It was like you could tell a story, you could tell one of his jokes and like I could tell it and it would sound stupid, but he has a way of telling it that's very funny. And he took a lot of shit for that for a long time. Yeah. And I kind of shit on him for a while for that. And I go back and watch it. He's very funny. He's a very good stand-up. A lot of, yeah, I, I do want to go back and watch some of his stand-up because I, I was hyped up in it at the time. I was caught up in it, the yeah. whole BK Lounge. The He got too big, and everyone's like, all right, we need to take yeah. him down a peg. Well, it kind of, it, it's kind of that Napoleon Dynamite syndrome, too, to where people, he got so big that everyone wanted to quote him. But like you said, he had his own style of telling jokes, so it resulted in all like your buddies or people that weren't that funny just doing Dane Cook impersonations to try to tell these jokes, and you're like... You got so fucking sick of it by the end of it. It got to the point where people it became douchey because douchebags kept doing his bits. Yeah, and it was like, oh, that guy likes it. No thanks. Yeah. Everyone out. likes Dane Cook. We oh, all no. kind of turned into hipsters. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I would say the vicious circle was like the highlight, the pinnacle of Dane Cook when he did that special. Yep. I was fucking stoked for it. I, I watched it on HBO. I made my dad watch it with me. Do you remember a series that he did before that called? It oh, was yeah. earlier called Tourgasm. I do. I yeah. do remember that. It was with uh, Bobby. Um, That's when I got the rock air quotes. Yeah, he does yeah, that. The, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I don't remember the other comedians, but oh, uh, I remember some of them. But it was it was a good. I, I remember watching it, thinking it was a really cool miniseries. My dad was not a fan of Dane Cook, but he said I could see that he was like this guy is gonna 
it's going to be Andrew Dice Clay for this guy. He's going to be really big and he's going to fall off. See, and I that's love kind Dice. of what happened though. Yeah, I mean, that's why. But I, yeah, but I still got a soft spot for Dice. Oh, I love Dice too. Dice and my dad was fun. a huge Dice fan. My dad showed me the Andrew Dice Clay uh, Hickory Dickory Dog. She was sucking my cock. Yeah. Like way, I was like when you were young. way too young. Yeah, and my mom was like, <laughs> "Why are you showing him this?" And I was laughing my ass off. Gina, he has to grow up sometime. I was probably like thirteen, but even that's it's, a it's, little. Yeah, it's not super young, but it's definitely on the cusp of being too it's, young. If I'm a a boy going through puberty, it's just like dousing me with fucking oh yeah ammunition for shit to think about and to say and net worths. Two chains. Dennis Rodman. Ooh, this I'm actually very interested to know this one. It's very interesting. Because I can't imagine. Hmm. Like, five, ten years ago when he did the whole North Korean basketball trip and shit like that. When he, well, that's right, when he went to visit Kim Jong-un. Yeah, well, Kim Jong-un's his boy, you know? I think they text, bro. They probably do. Yeah. But I watched that Vice documentary. That's a really good documentary when they went over there. Dennis Rodman fascinates me. He's I've, a very fascinating person. Yeah. I'm going to guess he's worth I $20 million. 500K. Okay. okay. Uh, Dennis probably, I, from what I understand, made some irresponsible financial decisions post-NBA career. And um, that being said, he's Dennis Rodman. There, he's never... That, that's the thing about being Dennis Rodman, and it does suck because you have to be Dennis Rodman, but you're also always, you can monetize yourself at any time. Yeah. If Dennis Rodman started a podcast and he had regular guests on, he'd get 500,000 views minimum an episode. I would probably listen to that. I would absolutely listen to yeah. it. He's a fascinating guy in that uh, he's, you know, I mean, there's so many different fascinating things about him. His personality, his style. I I absolutely but I would he had that reality TV show with Carmen Electra or no that was that that Dave guy from the Red Dave Chili Navarro Pepper. Dave Navarro yeah not from the Chili Peppers he was from Jane's Addiction I watched a little no bit both of that back both in the day. he was in Red Hot after Jane's Addiction oh was he really after John Frusciante retired the first time he came in and replaced him oh, okay okay Jane says that guy's a weirdo too done with such I like that song though no it's a great song oh Jane's yeah. Addiction's a great band yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Anytime you have great artists, it's they're definitely weird. Yeah, I, that's actually true. Pretty yeah. much every brilliant artist is a fucking weirdo when it comes down to it. Yeah, man. Stephen Hawking, total fucking weirdo. His, oh, his too voice far. was his voice was so strange. Too far. I don't know where. I, and has bad joke. Uh, too soon, man. No, nah, it's not. Oh man. Stephen would like it. That's Robbie's theory of everything that relates to Stephen Hawking. <laughs> He's a genius. He's a genius. He's a goddamn genius. He is a genius. I saw somewhere that Bill uh, Bill Steins, what the fuck, Bill Einstein's, Bill Nye, no, Bill, uh, no, fuck, Einstein. What's, what's Albert? I, Albert Einstein. Albert. Jesus Christ. Did you did you mix up like mix Bill, Bill Nye, Nye and, and Albert Einstein well, together? I said Bill Stein and that's Ben Stein. I don't know what the holy fuck I'm shit. Albert Einstein. I was all over the place, but I saw somewhere that Albert Einstein's theory of relativity was recently proved. Yes, that they uh, by NASA. They discovered um, they had some sort of revelation in regards to black holes. Yeah, that, they shot some shit through a black hole. More or less proved Einstein's theory of relativity, which is over a hundred years old, which is amazing. That's pretty cool. That's so fucking cool. Yeah. Einstein posited the theory a century ago, and we just somewhat technologically advanced enough proved to it. catch up. Yeah. That is wild, and I'm here for it. Yeah. All right. Specs and Deets. Yes, indeed. Runtime on this film was an hour and 25 minutes, and it was an hour and 25 minutes too long. 
Yeah, but I'm glad it was only an hour and 25 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I'm I'm pissed and also very relieved. It met like the the requisite minimum for a feature film. Yeah, it, otherwise it would have been a pilot episode of a, a show that would have got canceled. Normally, it's 90 minutes is what I think the minimum is for a feature film, but it's all right. We'll I've budget. seen 86 sometimes. You know, this was like 85, 85. and 23 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you think the budget was on this? Uh. So I, I have a note here, spoiler for a note that I'm going to say, but I do have a note that I feel like this movie and the fact that the director is some Andreas guy Andres that never got yeah. hired again. I sh- I'm not trying to say it. Well, of course he didn't. I feel like this movie had some Eastern European investors and they spent all their money getting Dennis Rodman and then they were like, okay, we can have Dane Cook. Because I feel like most of the other actors, I feel like they're 80 yard and they're dubbed speaking English. It does look like that. I don't know if that's just bad editing. Well, this movie and you know, Dan Cook terrible. was getting paid scale. He wasn't yeah. making a lot of money. I'll guess the budget on this is $5 million. $10 million. $10 million. $10 million. This is great. This is fucking great. Opened at $185,000. Oh, my gosh. Gross $292,000. It didn't even make a million dollars? No. Worldwide or anything? It didn't even... It barely made a quarter of a million dollars. And that's worldwide. Okay. Well, now we're going to get to where we watched it, because I we probably both spent three ninety nine. dollars Amazon Prime. Oh, did you watch it in SD instead of HD? No, I thought about it. I'm like, I should watch this. I, I don't yeah. need high definition for this. But, you know, then my bougie self was like, well, you know. The high definition didn't make it I'll much splurge. better. I'll splurge. So we, we each paid $4 to watch this movie, uh, you know. Yeah. I'm sure Jeff Bezos, he, he's going to thank me because I gave him that $4 yeah, to go to space. We sent him to space, but, fucking asshole. Yeah. Uh, thank you all my employees are underpay. He should give some of that money to Dennis Rodman, man. Yeah, or he or should, me, or just pay his fucking employees a living wage. Yeah, yeah, Bezos and space. That's a, that's a great that's a great sitcom. Bezos and space. Bezos and space. <laughs> it's Jeff Bezos, billionaire. He's in space. He's not allowed to come back. We've built the galactic wall. We said you're not coming back, Bezos. But and he then still has to manage Amazon because we still need our packages. And he and he finds a way to still do it because he's Jeff Bezos. Yeah, and it shall not not be done. He's got a little sarcastic robot friend with him. Oh, that's great. And yeah. the, I liked your your intro. That's that's the theme. Bezos in space. Well, that's a ripoff of Flight of the Concords. Oh. Bowie's in space. Ah, oh, fuck. This is All Bowie right. back to Bowie. I forgot about that. Yeah. It's a good song, though. Present. Uh, All right. Plot keywords. More like plot G words. Number one, slapstick comedy. That's completely in reference to Dane Cook. Yeah. Is this supposed to be a slapstick comedy, though? No. I, I felt I like just this think... was supposed to be Triple X with Dennis Rodman. That's a great comparison. This was... D rate triple X right with Dennis Robin instead of Vin Diesel. That's probably why they spelled it Simon Says with the Z, so they could be like, at least we'll put a Z in there, so it's like triple X. Well, it's not an well, X. I mean, it's an obscure letter. Though. It's a reach. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Number two, black bra and panties. Yep, I remember that very well. Yeah. Oh yeah. I th- I have a lot to say about that scene. Number three, scene. intentionally misspelled title. Yep. Fair. Number four, character and title. And number okay. five. Damn. <laughs> Hold on. Stop. Okay. Because you said, uh, what was number three? Intentionally misspelled title. Followed by number four. Character and title. So I was going to say number three proves that it's not his last name because they were just spelling says wrong on purpose. But then number four is like, well, shit. Completely negates Maybe that. His na- it is his name. I think his Fox. name is Agent Simon Says. I'm still trying to figure that out. That's well, going to fuck with me for the rest of my life. Yo, Keenan, why do I call Interpol and not Europol? 
<laughs> what's, what's his response to that? I don't remember. You could sit on a pole or something like that. Oh, that's right. I yeah, some stupid. Uh, number five is Monk for obvious reasons. Tagline. Yeah, because Tony Shalhoub was in it. I'm just kidding. Tony Shalhoub. He was on that show Monk. Oh, he was. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Shalhoub oh, is not that in this shitty movie, USA though. show. Yeah. Oh, it went on for years though. It came on right after Psych. <laughs> yeah. And then Suits came on after that. I've kind of been thinking about watching Psych. It's oh, on dude, Amazon. D- oh, don't. I've heard decent things. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. A, but it's a USA show. Yeah, but it's before USA made good shows like uh, Mr. Robot. Like this was like. It, yeah, this was yeah when they made Burn Notice and shit. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But I had friends that liked Burn Notice. I was like, I don't think I can get into this. Yeah, one. I've got friends that like really shitty things too, and I judge <laughs> them for it. I've got friends that make me do this movie on the podcast, Rob. Yeah, well, I've got friends that like Garth Brooks. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, that's not, you know I like that one song. Friends in low places. Blame it all on my boots. I know that's not how it goes. I know. Yeah. Uh, Taglines. <laughs> the two. There's only two. They're very similar. Oh shit! I gotta get prepared. Uh, Taglines. The first one is this isn't over until dot dot dot. Then I imagine Simon says. And that, that yeah, that's where the movie title is. Yes, exactly. Simon, but if, can you imagine reading that and just say, like, you don't know English very well. You're like a kid or a foreigner that's trying to learn how to spell. Yeah. And you're like, Simon sees. I mean, that's detrimental. Saz. I mean, I don't know. If you didn't know English very well, yeah. you wouldn't get the pun. And again, phonetics are different in every language. So in phonet- phonetically in English, I think, says it's. It makes sense. It makes mo- yeah. almost as much or more since an S-A-Y-S. That's yeah. a says to me. I think the Z is just too harsh for people. The we were, we're a yeah. bunch of prudes, prudes in this country, you know? And the second the one is a different variation of the first. It ain't over till dot, dot, dot. And that I don't know why they didn't just go with that one across the board. This isn't over. And it's like a white guy wrote one and then someone who, I don't know, wasn't white was like, why don't we put ain't? Ain't over. It ain't over. Like, this isn't over until Simon says. I want you to know that I'm a white person that says ain't. I am too. Yeah. All right. You ready? Um. Yeah. Yeah. All, All right. right. Now it's time for the Canopsis. Please give us your Canopsis Cannabis Keenan. Okay. Again, for a, another week, I'm going to defer to IMDb. I'm going to get into what the actual plot of this movie is okay. in my Real Buzz rundown. Okay. Because I think the plot is actually could be interesting. There's some ideas here. The execution was not there. So so you think like a half-baked, not fully-baked idea? I think the ideas there, I think... No, I think fully-baked idea, but I think that the execution casting... By execution, I mean the casting, the direction, the you? editing, the soundtrack, the locations. The <laughs> no, ADR, the locations were great. They were beautiful. It was France. Uh, the fight choreographies, pretty much everything other than... Well, again, I don't think the choreography is the problem. I think it's the people executing the choreography. That's true. I'll get I, into that. I felt like Dennis Rodman went to Vegas when he was supposed to uh, show up for yeah, his fight scene days. Sure. He's like, I could do this, man. Come on. Well, he's 6'8", and he just looks awkward doing kung fu. Yeah, he's I know long. Jackie Chan. I'll figure this yeah. shit out. All right, so anyway, so we're going to go with an IMDb plot synopsis. Usually there's multiple. Go figure. Thank God there's one this time. Is it long? No, it's super short. Thank it God. was written by Anonymous. Uh, which I'm going to believe is the Hacker Collective. They really like this movie, and uh, please don't attack us for me making that bad joke. Go on. Basketball superstar Dennis Rodman stars as a hip Interpol agent attempting to defeat the deadly plans of a crazed arm dealer. 
And just keep in mind, it's not over until Simon Says. Coming to the theater in 1999. All right, good job. Anonymous. Anonymous. We can't even credit that. We are anonymous. We are legion. That's what they say. It was probably Rami Malek from Mr. Robot. Is that, is that, or it was Guy Fox? Who's Guy Fox? Well, that's Anonymous Max. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're you talking about the hacker people. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You, you, like from that movie with Natalie Portman and the guy from The Matrix. Uh, v for Vendetta? Yes. Remember, remember the 5th of November. I've never seen it. What? I've never seen it. You've never seen that movie? No. That's a great movie. No interest. Why not? I don't know. It, You're a hipster. It wasn't for me. It, it's I, a good I, movie. It's not it, even a period piece. No, I know, but you can watch the trailer and be like, mm, not for me. It's a dystopian uh, future. Yeah, and then Natalie Portman's bald and she's still hot. I don't know. Not for me. Yeah? Yeah? They're not bald. Buzzed. She's buzzed. I can't believe you haven't, you haven't seen that movie. I think it's long, too, isn't it? It's good. We're going to do it on the pod. Oh, fuck no, dude. Yeah, man. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. All right, now it's time for the Real Buzz Rundown, where we go over what we liked and disliked about the film, and we give anything and everything. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, Keenan, do you want me Let to me start? Let me sprinkle, yeah. And you sprinkle, okay. I, so, I, but I am going <laughs> to contradict what I just said and interrupt you and just say that I never really had heard of this movie, I don't think. I remember watching it on HBO when I was 12, and my parents paid for HBO, I don't know why they did. I guess they enjoyed it because they stopped paying for it when I turned 13 or 14. Maybe it was because of the softcore porn thing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like the late night HBO. And in fairness, if your parents had walked in on this movie based on the, uh, <laughs> the acting and the overall feel of it, they would have been like, oh, this is a Cinemax porno, Robert. I know, but there's no titties. I, I got the feel well, at it's one PG point. PG-13. I was like, this feels like a Cinemax movie, but I know there's not going to be any titties in it. No, I know. It's PG-13. Well, yeah. Skinamax had titties. You just didn't see any you know, I know. It just frontal. felt like a softcore porno. No, I get that. Without there, any of the porno. There, yeah, there, there was at least the strip fighting scene for sure, <laughs> which 10 to 1 was Robin's idea. Like, that was written on the fly. He's like, hey, what if I fight her? But then we, like, rip each other's clothes off while we're fighting. And he's like, okay. That might have been the best scene of the movie. It kind of was. And then it let's take it up a notch that whenever they do start, like, she's like, all right, we're, we're done fighting. We're going to fuck. And he's like, no, she's like, I want to work I out. I want to work out yeah. is what she says. And then she turns her whole apartment into just a fucking rave. Well, it makes because she's an Eastern European lady. And, yeah. you know, that, that's kind of her, you know. You think that's how they all get down in Eastern European? I think it's stereotypical. In America, we put on Barry Manilow. No, or, Barry White. We do, if you put on Barry Manilow, you're fucking a guy. <laughs> and we light some candles. Barry Manilow, Barry White. Either way, it's some guy named Barry. And you're lighting <laughs> candles. You know, maybe you're watching HBO, you're watching Barry, but oh, yeah, in Eastern yeah. Europe, they're putting on fucking Sandstorm and Ramstein <laughs> and <laughs> throwing <laughs> a goddamn rave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're fucking him to the beat while the you're getting epilepsy from the goddamn lights. No, I like the idea of having Bill Hader on as Barry in the yeah, background while I'm having go. sex. That's great. <laughs> Where you experience all this melancholy emotions after killing someone. I, I want to go on the record. The Fonz is, is there. Is, yeah, that's right. Henry, Henry, Wink, that's his name. Henry yeah. Winkler's there. And he's just like, wow, <laughs> use his hands. More emotion. More emotion. Yeah. Uh, no, and I want to go on record saying Barry's overrated. I don't think he's that great. I liked it. I love Bill Hader, and I liked Barry, but I wasn't like, this is a fucking cinematic. Is I don't know. I hope they do a season three. Yeah, there's only two seasons. I, yeah. I don't like Bill Hader is not a, a soup, just a straight comedy guy. I don't like Bill Hader as a serious actor. I just don't like it. He he does shine the most in his bit parts, like yeah. as the cop in Superbad. Great, 
as the stepbrother in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Fantastic. <laughs> so fucking funny. No, he's the best. Uh, Liz is- and I, we thought Sarah was, you know, great. But anytime she'd come over, she's she kind was kind of a bitch. Kind of a bitch. So good. Uh, have you seen him do his uh, Alan Alden? Alden? Alder? Alan Alden? Alden. The guy who, from MASH. Oh, I don't know if I've seen him do it in person. Oh, it's fucking insane how exact he is. He's great at impressions. You've got Bill Hader's great. When you go home, Alan Alda. Go home and Alan Alda, that's it. Go home and YouTube him doing Alan Alda. It's fucking insane. Okay. It, you think it's him. He's so he's such a good impressionist. He is great. Uh anyways, back to back to the movie at hand. Yeah. Uh, d- question, Keenan. Did you have volume issues with this movie? I did. I there, did too. There were a couple times that I thought like I was getting a notification or something or i didn't know what was happening something had dipped i was like well yeah. what the fuck is going on no because i and again this is also speaks to the shitty tv i have uh i had my tv up to a hundred and oh, i didn't have that bad i could still issues. barely hear what really? was going on it was it was very low volume problems now i i've i've got a roku soundbar uh oh wow it's not that cool actually it's the cheapest soundbar that you can buy so keenan uh, I didn't realize you're doing so well in life. No, it's it's a super cheap soundbar, but it comes with Roku installed on it. So oh, I like nice. that because of the TV. I hold have. on, hold on. The soundbar comes with Roku installed on it. Yeah. So the soundbar is the primary source of where you get Roku from. Where via, I stream via Bluetooth, or is it? No, it's it's uh, there's a cord, just the HDMI oh, okay. cord. It's okay. like a normal Roku, but it's a giant. But it's also soundbar. a soundbar. Yeah. So it's a Roku first, soundbar second. Yeah. Okay. So I, I ran into an issue. I had a lovely smart TV of my own that was like 52 inches or something. That's I say nice. I ran into that, that's an That's a good TV. It's a good size. Then my mom sold her house, and she was like, I'll give you your dad's old 70-inch TV. Oh, that's even nicer. But you have to give your brother your 52-inch TV. Fair and true. I was like, okay, I'll do that. Got the old TV, which is a better picture, even though it's a bit older, but it was built pre I mean, it's a smart TV, but like... It's not. It's like a smart TV from 2012, maybe. So it doesn't have all the apps and shit. Oh, dude, my TV is from... two. So my TV in my room is the first TV I got in college, which is from circa 2007. Still going. Yeah, but so it now it's my main living room TV, and the old one had been where I was watching all of my shit, just on the Samsung, like, you know, it's got Netflix and all that shit on it. Of course. So I needed a solution, Roku soundbar. So we are not (laughs) paid paid by Roku. I just gave them a minute-long ad, but... It's a really good solution for Roku, me. a Japanese company? No fucking idea. But they do make a subwoofer that I could buy to come with the soundbar. That's nice. But it was an extra like 200 bucks. I was like, nah. Fuck eh, fuck that. that. I'll it, ask for it for Christmas. Sounds, sounds not that important to me watching TV. If it's headphones, I'll pay extra. But yeah. TV, I, I'm, yeah. it's fine. Uh, yeah, so I was thinking in the first scene, you know, back to, like I said, thank God I had subtitles on because of the volume issues. But back mm-hmm. to the first scene, I really think if Simon's trying to surveil someone, and blend in. I, I perhaps thought a bright yellow motorcycle with a bright yellow helmet and bright yellow riding armor might not be the most incons- inconspicuous wardrobe choice. Yeah. Um. So, but now we know where Tarantino got his idea for Kill Bill for what Uma That's Thurman. That's what was he wearing. looked like. He, yeah. He, but the thing is, he looked this like pre Kill Bill though. This looked like he was wearing like paint, like fucking uh yellow paintball armor with a bright yellow motorcycle and a bright yellow helmet. Like he stood out like a fucking. Sore yeah, thumb. Absolutely. You're supposed to blend in and you're just, yeah. He's you're a, a bumblebee. He's a secret agent for Interpol. I guess they had a bumblebee machine flying around, though. Maybe that's what it was supposed to. And I think a lot of the actual um, budget went to that because it didn't look bad. No, it didn't look terrible, but it did look way too fucking big. Like, if I saw that thing flying around, I'd be like, 
that's a little drone or some shit. I'm like, what is that? Well, yeah, but back then that wasn't a thing. Like now you think drone, but back yeah. then, you know, you just think, oh, it's a really big bug. Yeah. And really, that dude was able to slice in half with a sword. It's a really big robotic looking bug. I kept wondering if it was actually Dennis Rodman. Do you think that that was Dennis no, Rodman? Stunt man. There? Yeah. Stuntman, 100%. Yeah. That's the reason. If it was Dennis Rodman, he wouldn't have been wearing a helmet. Exactly. And, that's, and it bothered me the whole time. I was like, God damn it. Why couldn't they have just got Dennis Rodman to sit there the whole fucking time? Well, I mean, you think about it. Anytime you're on set and you're, if you can, anytime you can have someone who's not the star be in place of the star, you're going to do that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it just, it, Maybe Rodman was in Vegas for that day, too. Yeah, I mean, of course, because you never knew if Rodman was going to show up anyway. Yeah. So, yes, helmet on all the time. Yeah. I found it. So, in this entire movie, Dennis Rodman is a gargantuan. He's ginormous. I mean, he's a 6'8 guy, uh, very, I mean, great shape, 6'8, let's say 240, and he's just bigger than everyone else. So there's a lot of scenes where he looks uh, out of place and awkward because of his just sheer size. Yeah. Like the first time was when he was playing bocce ball with the small Italian oh men. Oh my god! You're just like, oh my god, he stands out so much. Yeah, <laughs> so much so that they had to put him in the like the very background of the yeah. shot so they could do the reveal. He was like seven feet behind. The, I was his, like, why is he so far away if he's playing in this because game? Because he's the jolly green giant. Yeah, they had to do a reveal that he was there hanging out. Yeah, I mean, it's got. Well, and that's the thing. It's got to be challenging to film your lead actor who is just from a sizable perspective so much bigger than everyone else in the film and you have to shoot in a way that he doesn't it doesn't look awkward like this is the same in any well, all film, the fight scenes yeah yeah fight scenes especially in any film Shaq was in where he wasn't playing a basketball player let's say like um oh uh what was that movie where he was the guy who wore the medal uh Steel. Oh, Steel. I've never, I've never seen that, but that came up when I was on like recommended people who watch this movie also watch. You like NBA players <laughs> yeah. in action movies? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's got to be challenging from a cinematography standpoint to shoot an NBA player because they're so much larger than every other person in the film. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but him playing the bocce ball with the small Italian man, just I started laughing. It's Have very you, funny. Do you know how to play bocce ball? No. I have no, no idea, idea how that game you is just, played. It, it seems like it, it seems like a, a like an Italian version of kind of jacks, where you're just you're throwing a ball and then you throw the ball, get the ball out, or or I don't know, like that movie or, or like that game where you slide the thing across the shuffleboard. Ta- shuffleboard, yeah, yeah, maybe that's what it is. More throwing it up. I also I I'm glad you brought that up because it does seem like an Italian game because it they played in The Godfather, it's called and bocce shit ball. like that. Yeah, it's, it's very uh, Italian. But. And, well, also, and uh, the family's name was Gabrielli or something like that. Yeah, but they were in France. The whole movie takes place in France. The whole movie's in France, in France yeah. but it seems like they were wanting it to be Italian. But then the bad guy's like German sometimes, I feel like, but then other times he's English? not doing it. Yeah. yeah. It, it's like, at certain times, I was like, oh, now he's doing a German accent? Well, I think he was trying to have a villainous accent, and sometimes it came out German, and sometimes it came out posh British. Yeah. It, it, I, I feel like it was it was definitely some kind of a hybrid. Yeah. It's like he filmed the first half of the movie. They got through the first couple <laughs> days, and then they were like, you know what? Actually, fuck it. We love what you've been doing with the English posh guy, but now we want you to be German. Can you go a little... Can we go slightly Hitler? Yeah. Just yeah. give us a, a shade of Hitler. Give us a pinch of Hitler. Yeah. Not too much. Just a pinch. You know? But just a little bit. And go. And we're going to make a little robot guy for you, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Also, watching Robin run... In specific situations, does not translate well. Oh, not at all. It's, it's him and Dane Cook when they run away. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Like you can tell when he's when he's in the motorcycle suit, it doesn't matter because it's not him. Right. But when he's running next to Dane Cook, it's like, oh my god, this guy is so much larger than Dane Cook. After the first uh, 
uh, suitcase drop goes off or goes wrong or whatever, and they get into the fight, and then they run up the stairs and into something, and you can tell it's just a complete set change. So yeah. They're probably actually on the beach. Now they're in the studio. But then it looks like Dennis Rodman is literally like running in place for a couple of seconds. Because he can and run. And Dane Cook's kind of doing that too. I'm like, fuck, man. Think, think on stride alone. How oh, much, yeah. Like he has to try and run so slow just so he doesn't completely outrun Dane Cook. Yeah. And Dane Cook, it, I, I, Dane Cook. Well, let's talk about him. Let's Be, talk about Dane it, Cook. Dane Cook, it, I don't want to hate on Dane Cook a ton, but, you know, because early performance. You can hate run, on him in this it's, movie. It's his, yeah, yeah. It's his first. A theatrical film debut so it's not his best work but he was you know he was going for it and i respect that but i don't think it landed well a lot no, of the time i agree and especially um he's basically what he's doing is he's inserting the uh his his act into his character and just being like hey they're like hey just you know you're funny do your thing and he's like you know when he's doing the the, the little raptor scene within the first like 15 minutes that you see Dane Cook, he does a Chewbacca impression. Yeah, that's right. And it's so it feels it's shoehorned in. It it's feels so forced. In. Then he does the Jurassic Park thing. And then at one point he does like a dog or a different animal. But he does like three different animal impersonations. He's just doing bits. Yeah, just and I felt like at that time the direction was because this was still the 90s. So Pet Detective wasn't too old. It is very Jim Carrey. I feel like they were like. Maybe that's even why he got cast is because he's like, oh, I can do Jim Carrey like things. You and know? he can. He and really he can. can. But, yeah. But he does it in his own way. And this way, it felt like very much like they were like, just be like Jim Carrey. You know, in the movie when he does the stuff. Just channel him. Do that with Jurassic Park, though. And yeah. Well, and the thing is also, I don't think his character was written all that well either. That just not even from like how he was how he was directed to act and how his dialogue was written. I don't think he was set up for success. I mean, you think about the bit where he's in the church praying to the the, oh the large crucifix Jesus, and then one of the monks comes over the mic uh, over the PA system and goes, "This is God," and then makes him do the Running Man, and yeah. he, he doesn't understand that there could just be a PA system in the church. It's fucking insane. That whole scene kind of made me cringe. Oh, it's very cringy. Yeah, as the kids say. Yeah, very cringe. That's definitely what the kids it's say. It's hashtag cringe. It's the monks are pretty cringe the entire fucking time to be honest. And They're probably less cringe back in 99, but now it's just... Ugh. Yeah, it doesn't... It, it didn't age very well. No, it didn't. And just in the sense that we don't find that shit funny anymore, I guess. But and the, and I don't think many people found it funny back then, but yeah. more people found it funny back then than people that do now. Yeah. It would have been more expected in a film back then. Oh, so uh, let's talk about Claire for a second. Claire. Claire. Which, hello, Clarice. Which is... um. All right, so the person they're trying to save who's been allegedly kidnapped who hasn't been kidnapped who has been kidnapped who actually just told her dad who works for the dod Department oh, of defense i got kidnapped by this family by this very italian family with this very handsome italian man holy shit that yeah, guy michael, was her boyfriend yeah. yeah he's a good looking guy oh my god that guy was fantastic so this is where i say the plot could be good because if you find there's little moments of dialogue that's like, oh, so this is what happened. So I guess here's what actually the movie's about. You've got the bad guy, uh, the British German bad guy. Yeah, yeah. I never really caught his name. What's his name? Atlas or something like uh, that? I don't know. Something like that. Uh, he, we'll call him Atlas. Pretty forgettable. We'll call him Atlas. Yeah. Um, you've got him who's actually the bad guy, and he deals with arms, and he wants to take over the world and shit like that. Well, like, what kind of arms? Like, you know, like big guns, <laughs> you know. Like anchor arms? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I I don't know if you heard me counting, but I did 100. Um, 
anyway, so he he deals with that shit. At the beginning of the movie, you see Dennis Rodman sees he knows Atlas because he's dealing with a general. Yep. Outside of that, you've got the this daughter Claire, who's the daughter of a U.S. government official who went to a foreign exchange place in France yeah, and stayed she was with a an Italian family foreign exchange for some student. reason. Yeah. Yeah. And so then she's like, oh, I love you. I love Michael, daddy. And that is weird that she's a foreign exchange student and she's staying with a very Italian family in France. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's not look too far into neither that. here nor there. Her dad says, you can't marry this French Italian family. You got to come home. So what does she do? She tells her dad, who is a high ranking government official, that she was kidnapped by the family. It's a very throwaway line, but R- she says it ridiculous. to Michael. It's so ridiculous. So then Atlas somehow figures this out i guess and he goes to the dad gabrielli and he's like hey the u.s department of defense thinks that you kidnapped their daughter so i want you to play along like you kidnapped his daughter get this disc from them that will then give me all the information i need well no to the, blast the disc powers off. that that yeah. major weapon yeah, that he's trying to his, use his yeah. little new fun toy or he's whatever. a terrorist yeah because at one point gabrielli says to somebody he's like i'm sorry it just all got so out of hand so if you read between the lines you can see that he was just looking to make a buck saw this he knows that he's playing the DOD guy. So poorly X. You're you're hundred percent right, Keenan. Like the plot is there to be super interesting because when they when Dane Cook and I didn't even pick up everything that you've been saying. When Dane Cook and Dennis Rodman get Claire, she's like, You guys fucking kidnapped me. They're like, Yeah, you've been kidnapped in the last we saved you from the kidnapping. She's like, yeah, I got kidnapped by you two fucking assholes. It's a really confusing plot so now. That it you is a confusing it. it's and very had, confusing. Had they tried to work on the plot instead of the dancing monks and had better actors and better directing. This movie is, it could be fucking good, but then they just, they decided to make it the number one plot keyword, which was a slapstick comedy. And I mean that the plot was there. They could have done something good with this. Well, and the point I had about Claire was, uh, I don't know if you noticed this. Are you familiar with Gina Carano? Uh, yeah, she was in a movie we did. She was also in the Mandalorian. And this, oh, no, she's not. Okay, never yeah, mind. This girl looks like she's Gina Carano's daughter that traveled from the future to make this shitty movie. She looks just like her, but just not ripped in an MMA fighter. Really? Because oh. I was attracted to this girl, and I was not No, Gina Carano's very attractive. Oh, no, I, think, attractive. I think Gina Carano's very attractive. I don't think so. I, I, I think she's a very beautiful You know woman. who I thought she was, but it didn't make sense to me. I thought she was the brunette chick from Sex and the City. And she's not. No, she does look like her. Charlotte. Yeah. She does look like Charlotte. She looks like she could be her My, daughter. I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm Samantha. I have sex with I'm her. Samantha. I have sex with her. I know that because of that other movie. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yes. Uh, okay, so all I could... Th- okay, so here's the thing. So when Dennis Robin, at one point, the second time they're trying to get... Well, yeah, the second time they're trying to get Claire back... And he steals that small Asian man's hat, the Vietnamese hat. Yeah, the guy it, that's selling the wood horses. Yeah, I believe it's called a... I wrote it down. Hold on. Yeah, uh, I believe it's called a conical hat. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I Googled it, and that's what I found. It's a Vietnamese type of hat. But all I could think was Robert Downey Jr. from Tropic Thunder. <laughs> yeah. Well, I you were talking about how... It, times that it seemed like he was very out of place with his height and that was another one it's like he stole this guy's outfit but clearly he's still seven feet tall there is no <laughs> vietnamese man yeah that tall exactly like and when he drops his fucking shit and he's like oh she's gonna see that it's me and she's right next to him it's like how can you not tell that that man is a giant compared to everyone else around oh him? yeah he stands out he's completely stands yeah out. he's 
the fact that they were like, oh, we're going to have Dennis Rodman put on a disguise. Like, ah, that's not going to work. No. That, which he's he, still seven which feet tall. makes it even more brazen that during the time he's supposed to be surveilling people, he's wearing the most, the least in, inconspicuous outfit he could on that motorcycle. Yeah. He's already 6'8". Come on, man. Let, give him something to blend in. He's a giant. <laughs> also, during that scene, you always hear... In Especially like, in France. In the Bourne movies and stuff, secret agents are like, don't touch your ear. Don't touch your ear. That'll give away... That's that all he re- does. He's, he's not only touching his ear, he's like holding up his sleeve and talking into his sleeve. Okay, too. was he doing that? Because I thought it was so stupid that he was touching the side of his fucking helmet thinking that did something for his communication device. No, well, I'm talking about before he steals the guys, when they're in the alley and he's wearing his like beige suit or whatever. Yeah, oh yeah. He's first talking to Dane Cook up in the tower. He's holding his ear and he's talking into his sleeve. Good God. And then throughout the rest of that time, he keeps holding his ear. He abandons the talking into the sleeve at some point. But anytime you see in his ear, he's not wearing a fucking earpiece. Like, that's the one thing that it's says... It's like me make-believe in the backyard that I'm a CIA agent. Yeah, the one thing you don't want to do if you are an undercover agent of any kind is touch your ear yeah. or talk to your fucking wrist. Draw attention to yourself. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. ridiculous. Does not look natural, especially if you're seven feet tall. How tall is he, really? 6'8". Uh, 6'8". Six, eight. Six, eight. He is 6'8". We're going to round up. Uh, oh, let's talk about Michael Cabrelli for a minute. That would be the Italian son who was dating the Gina Carano's daughter. Mm-hmm. That dude's like the Italian and or French Bruce Lee. Holy shit, that guy's got moves. That guy's got moves. He's kung, uh, kung fu, but I mean, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying any, you know anyone can learn kung fu. American people do it. Uh, you know, it's like he's like Chuck Norris, but Italian. Yeah, and their whole the Michael and Claire thing. That's what got me confused, and that's why I say this plot could have been there because it did have me confused at the beginning. I was like, okay. Dane Cook keeps saying that she was kidnapped. So obviously Dane Cook must be a secret agent or some shit because or he's lying to Dennis Rodman. She's not kidnapped. She's like in a boat and a pool with this guy. Oh, yeah. Eating cheese sandwiches. Anyone surveying the situation would be like, she's on vacation. Yeah, she's, she's have, not kidnapped. She's not kidnapped. She's enjoying herself. Like, th- that just speaks to the bad intelligence. Yeah. And I think bad acting from Dane Cook. I One of my notes was, I can't tell if this is bad acting or if... Like they're playing each other. There was supposed, supposed to, be to be two million dollars in there. Yeah, He's yeah. like, check out these cement bricks yeah, that exactly. are in there. I'm like, does Dane Cook really not know that there was supposed to be two million dollars in there, or is that just I don't know? So turns out he was just a patsy, I guess, the whole time. And the one time I think they jumped the shark was having the section of the layer where you either go left or right, and one way goes to <laughs> a quicksand pool. The fact that there was quicksand in this—that's insane. Yeah, that's like a that's a John Mulaney joke where yes. he's like, I always thought quicksand would be a bigger problem when I grew up, uh, and that's when I heard the left goes straight to the beach, the right to the quicksand. I was like, did they say fucking quicksand? And it's quicksand. Is this a cartoon now? And not only is that the case, they got it wrong and ended up right. in the quicksand. Yeah, which I that, again, that's I guess when I started a bit coming around to the monks because during the dancing monks and them making all their other jokes, I thought it was fucking stupid. But the quicksand thing, I guess that's when they kind of get redeemed. It's not until he's trying to buy the fucking sheep from the oh from the yeah from the, from shepherd. the shepherd yeah that I did was like all right I'm in on this. Anyone guy who now. hasn't seen this movie is gonna listen to this and be like what yeah <laughs> quicksand they're buying sheep from a shepherd yeah. what the fuck is happening? There's monks that are fucking working for Interpol. Yeah, there are monks who also do side work as professional surveillance people for Interpol that go undercover as male strippers. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's at the end of the movie. They talk about that. I wonder how many black monks there are. You think there's a bunch? I don't know. I don't know. 
That's literally something I've never thought about. I, not, no, nor I until <laughs> this exact moment. I, you know, I wonder how many monks there are in general. That's what, that's not my, that only speaks to my point. Yeah, there's not many, and I bet a lot of them are uh, East, Eastern or Asian. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I bet I, I, How many white monks are there? I bet there's not a bunch. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, if you're, uh, you don't know about that, write in. Let us know. Uh, the last thing I said about this film is that I think they did a somewhat decent job of choreographing, and I was surprised about this, during the, uh, I guess you called the boss scene where Dennis Rodman is fighting this little white English slash maybe German Hitler guy. They actually did an okay job of making that guy hold his own based on the way they filmed it and choreographed all of the, the fights, the, the that fight scene. Yeah. Yeah, I was, and, and again, I was, I think I was pretty faded by the time I watched this. So I actually, I don't know if I can even stand behind that statement, but I did write it down. Okay. Well, I mean, by the time that I got to that part in this movie, I was pretty over it. So I, I, I can't argue with <laughs> Understandably. you Understandably. You know? Uh, Understandably. I know that when Dennis Rodman, like, throws his sword at him and he goes into the electrical fucking outlet and then all the electric sparks go out, and not only... Is he being shocked, but his little computer guy is being shocked, too, with that annoying voice. It's like, this is not good. It's just like, God damn it, man. That cartoon voice. What is this fucking movie? Which apparently became sentient at some point because he was having conversations yeah. with them that were like, okay. It reminded me of a worse version of GoldenEye because the little Boris guy in GoldenEye, he's got a little hacker version of himself. Yep. So it's like they were like, oh, you ever see that movie, GoldenEye? Wouldn't it be really sweet if we like Remember? We had this guy? No, okay, so what that voice reminded me of... There's you, your South Park reference. You know, that, you know that little paper clip that shows up when you need help? Clip, Clippy. Yeah, Clippy. Yeah. It, it reminds me if Clippy had a voice. Yeah, exactly. That's what it reminds me he of. He hacked into Microsoft, and he did a custom clip art, Clippy guy of himself. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. All right, do you he's know... he's an evil genius. Sorry. German. German yeah. genius. Do you know what time it is? Tipsy. It's time for Tipsy Trivia. Fuck Calvin. Yeah, fucking rage. This is the portion of the podcast oh, oh, oh. where we have five trivia-based questions from the film. If Keenan gets three of the five correct, I have to shotgun and he doesn't. If he gets less than three correct, he has to shotgun and I don't. But inevitably, we will all end up shotgunning because it's that kind of a show. Number one. Numer eins. Which actor originally signed on to play Dane Cook's role but dropped out two weeks before filming? Was it A, Robert Downey Jr.? Was it B, Chris Evans? Was it C, John Favreau? Or was it D, Mac Wahlberg? Oh, damn. All right. So who was A? Robert Downey Jr. I think it's him or Marky Mark. Chris Evans, John Favreau, or Mark Wahlberg? I'm going to say Robert Downey Jr. A is correct. Robert All Downey right. Jr. Right. He dropped out two weeks before filming started, and Dane Cook was the best option they had left. And... I, I mean, he brings a whole different level of the character than Robert Downey Jr. would have. Yeah. It, it's a very different character with Dan Cook. It's kind of... I don't think he would have done better, honestly, Robert Downey yeah, Jr. no, I don't think so. I, I think it's just a shit character, and yeah. I think he probably realized that and was like, ah, oh, good. Yeah, but he's the only one that was almost like... Had the same kind of energy. Delivery or cadence, yeah. yeah, that could do that. John Favreau, Swingers Favreau, I guess, a little bit, but... And I think Chris Evans might have been too young. He would have been. That's why I didn't guess it. He would have been. All right, number two. And I guess he dropped out for drugs. That's my guess. That's your bonus. It would have been around that time. Yeah, it would have been around the time. It would have been around that time he went to jail for cocaine. Cocaine. 
I'll have eight cocaines, please. <laughs> uh, number two, true or false? Numerous five. This movie is known as an unofficial sequel to Robin's prior feature, Double Team, with Jean- Jean-Claude Van Damme and Mickey Rourke. Oh. I'll say false. It is false. But it, it But it was a big... Uh, because he essentially plays the same exact character. Yeah, but with the Simon thing, and now you got me thinking about his name being Simon Says. Like, they fucking... Seems pretty specific. Yeah. Yeah. All right, number three. Numer. Trey, let's, uh, dry. Num, uh, number three, over under. Over under four. How many times has Dennis Rodman been married? Sorry, I had to go to Dennis Rodman trivia because there was no trivia on this film. Okay. Uh, over under four? Four times. Over? Over under four. Under three. He's been married to Michelle Morier, Carmen Electra, and Annika Bakes. Average marriage length has been three and a half years. All right. <laughs> But (laughs) average marriage length. That's the first time we brought out that sad on the podcast. To be fair, he was married to his first wife for like eight or nine years. Okay. So I only was married to my wife for three, so I don't have any room to talk. There you go. His average is better than your one. It is. His average is better than my one. (laughs) Well, let's see what the next. Well, if there is a next one, Jesus Christ. Number four. (laughs) Number four. Dennis Robbins' daughter is also a professional athlete. (laughs) What sport does she play? Is it a soccer? B, basketball, C, golf, or D, volleyball? D, volleyball. She's a soccer player. Damn it. She's a professional soccer player. Damn it. Well, good for her. Not damning that, but. Oh, yeah, just damn it. You got it wrong. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, she, I, she got drafted pretty high. I, th- I think she's a pretty uh, prolific professional soccer player. Oh, good for her. Yeah. Is she on the women's team? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. All right. Number five. Over under 12,000. How many rebounds did Mike uh, Michael? How many rebounds did <clears throat> Dennis Robin accumulate in his career? Over under twelve thousand. Over under eleven thousand nine hundred fifty-four. All right, well you got close. Yeah, no, you got the yeah, three of the five, so you yeah, won. Way to go, Rodman! 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 All right, now it's time for drinking buddies. This is the portion of the podcast where we choose a character, not an actor, but a character that we would get irresponsibly drunk, shit-faced, fucked up, shivoed, if you will, and I will with Keenan, who is your drinking buddy? I guess Simon. Okay. I, you know, I don't know. I said nobody. I refuse to drink with any of these stupid characters. <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't know that was an option. I guess the monks. That's what I said. At the the monks. I guess, I the, guess monks. the monks. I would get annoyed with the monks. I don't know. I Yeah. It's it's all stupid. Maybe I'd go hang out in the European rave sexton with uh, what's her name? Yeah, I don't even know her character's name. Maybe I drink with Michael uh, Imperioli or whatever is Cabrelli. <laughs> Cabrelli. Gabrielli. Yeah. Gab- oh, Gabrielli. Yeah. yeah. It, it get some moves from him. He's got. He's yeah. Got, he's got the he's moves. He's got hot moves. He's got the moves. So I it, it got in my head Michael Imperioli. Okay. All right. Rotten Tomatoes over under. I will <laughs> I will set the critics at a one percent. Wow. I'm going to guess over. It's the under. Zero. Zero percent. This is the first movie we've done that has a Rotten Tomatoes critics uh, appraisal of a one percent. Or sorry, a zero percent. Jeepers Christmas. Uh, Audience, I will set at a 15 percent. Under? Over. 16 percent from the audience. Okay. IMDb was. 2.6? 2.6. Jeez. I give this real buzz. My real buzz rating is a 0.5 out of five beers. That's what I would do, too. I was thinking about it. At one I can't point, give it zero. I can't give it zero. That's exactly what my dilemma was. And I was like, but I can't give it one either. Nope. Can't give it I, 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 I <laughs> we won't, the exact same thought. I won't ever watch this again. I can't, so. in good conscience, give it a one. Yeah. 
but I, it's not a zero. It's a point five. If you are the one person that like have has been searching for movie podcasts, and you were like, "Holy fuck!" This random podcast finally did my favorite movie. Simon says. I hate to say that we don't like it, but we don't like it. Or if you were finally like, oh, my God, I've been waiting so long to see Dennis Rodman star in a feature film, which this wasn't even his first. Then you're like, yeah, you you want to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But not worth it overall. No. Uh, <laughs> Keenan, do you recommend watching this film? I do not. I don't either. I do not, um, especially paying the $4 for it. Like, if it was free, I could say, yeah, give it a watch so you can listen to the podcast, but... At this point, just take our word for it. We had some good conversation here. Hopefully, you had some laughs. If there's, you don't need to watch. If there's video. highlights on YouTube, I recommend that. Just get the yeah. Know, get the get, get the, the gist of it. Get the gist of it. It is an it is only an hour and twenty five minutes long though. It's very short. No, it, you know it's uh, give it, it that. Yeah. Well, that's all we can say about that. Thank that's you for all. listening to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. Today we are the Real Buzz Two. Keenan, take us out. It ain't over till Simon says. <laughs> We are the Real Buzz crew, and we review the best of the worst for you. This concludes our broadcast day. I'm just going to say balls again. I got nothing. Oh, thank you.